This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645. Spreading freedom across the nation. This is the Buck Sexton Show. It is. It is the Buck Sexton Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Thank you so much for uh, coming along for the ride today. Buck, missing in action. So I walked over from the radio studio into the Blaze Radio Network studio, and here you go. Welcome to the broadcast. Yes, those of you listening to the radio show, uh, Glenn and Pat and myself, Jeff Fisher, were just talking about the overdose of caffeine to the uh, students in the United Kingdom, and uh, they both are okay. Uh, they had, uh, you know, 300 times the amount of caffeine put in them, and apparently that's not good for the human body to do that. They're lucky to be alive. And they both say that, uh, you know, it should have been uh, <clears throat> high priority uh, to... Uh, make it appropriate a training to reduce the foreseeable risk. Oh, the test was perfectly proper. Uh, the error was in the calculation of the amount of caffeine. Yeah, no kidding. You you used your cell phone. Ah, you're fine. You're fine. But the good thing that came out of this, uh, for those of you that, uh, I don't know, are struggling with your, with your weight, like many of us in America, uh, they both lost a lot of weight. They spent a few days in the hospital and they were down well over 20 pounds. So all you got to do, a few days to shoot about 300 grams of caffeine in your body and you're down a good 20, 30 pounds. No problem. And that may answer the question of why France, this is uh, maybe coming to a country near you soon, although I doubt it because America, I don't think, would stand for it. Don't know, though. It's what they tried in New York. Uh, France now bans unlimited sugary drink refills. Can't have the free refills. So I'm guessing so you just charge for each refill. Or now you're going to go in and go, hey, would you like a free bucket of soda with that? Oh, yes, that'd be great. That's the extra, extra large. Oh, we've got the super duper bucket of Diet Coke you could drink. And they're doing that because, of course, I mean. They want to reduce obesity. So, again, it's for you. It's for your safety. It is. It is for your safety. So good for them. And when you're traveling to France, remember that. No more free refills. It's over. All right. So I know we've got the March for Life going on uh, in D.C., and we'll talk a little bit about that as the program progresses. But I also wanted to touch a little bit on... uh, you know, they made such a big deal about the uh, State Department. Uh, the officials who left Wednesday are people who run the machinery of the foreign policy through successive administrations. Uh, that might be part of the problem. What do you think? 
So today, as uh, Prime Minister uh, Theresa May uh, from the United Kingdom uh, heads to Washington, and uh, President uh, Enrique Peña Nieto from Mexico said, uh, no, I'm not coming. Uh, I'm not going to meet with you. I'm going to stay here. I'm going to stay on my side of the border, which is what we want to begin with. Go ahead. Stay there. Um, on paper, the State Department is now run by Tom Shannon, who was John Kerry's undersecretary of state for political affairs. See, it's a third-ranking position. You want to talk about a muck of muck. That's the State Department of the Unbelievable. And, oh, my gosh, darn the luck. Oh, man, see, now uh, most of the State Department's other senior policy officials, yeah, the deputy secretary, the undersecretary for policy, and the assistant secretaries of the various regional and functional bureaus, oh, no, they resigned, too, when John Kerry did. So some of them even left before John did. So those posts now are occupied by deputy assistant secretaries or, in some cases, foreign service officer bureaucrats. Oh, no. How will we survive? And I know that they're in an uproar. I know. They don't think anything can uh, can happen without their muck-muck of the State Department. But I think Rex Tillerson, you know, once he's confirmed, he's going to be confirmed. You know that. He's been, you know, he was the head of, oh, I don't know, one of the largest companies in the world. I think he'll be all right. I think he'll be all right. But I, I might have to read his book, which I have not read, The Private Empire, Exxon and American Power. Uh, they portray Tillerson as holding the State Department diplomats in contempt. Yeah, because they were all against what he was doing. Now that he's in the State Department, you know, he's on the other side of the fence. I'm sure he'd be okay. I'm sure he can handle it. In other news, uh, the <clears throat> city with, uh, I don't know, Thousands of black Chevrolet Suburbans, you know, Washington, D.C. Uh, the State Department's Protective Equipment and Armored Vehicle Division uh, got arrested, stolen, out of job, licensed. What happened? Oh, that's right. They were stealing the SUVs. Oh, what? Yes. All but two of the stolen vehicles, uh, essentially unused 2013 Suburbans. A black one and a white one, together valued at uh, you know a little under a hundred thousand, were sold by this guy Ratcliffe for profit. He stole tires, wheels. I mean, come on, maybe that is a little bit of the problem at the State Department. What do you think? Just a, a little bit of a, uh, caught in the muck of the State Department when we've got, I don't know, suburbans we're not using. Yeah, just buy, them. just buy them, park them out back. Uh, we may get to them, we may not. You never know when we'll need them. Somebody will come to town, we may need them. We'll just park them out back. Why don't I just steal them and um, I'll make $408,000 just selling stolen Suburbans. What do you think? Now, I find it fascinating that the vehicles were kept at the home of this man and another unnamed conspirator who now owns the business. Uh they kept him at the home where he lived. Now, either he's got a huge compound or, I mean, didn't somebody say, got a few new Suburbans in the yard, eh, Bill? I mean, some, you got 15 Suburbans you're taking from the State Department and nobody says anything? Oh, wait, yes, they did because he's arrested. And when asked uh, by the judge, are you pleading guilty today because you're in fact guilty 
Mr. Ratcliffe said, yes, sir. Oh, yes, I'm guilty. I still didn't think anybody would notice, and oh, darn the luck, somebody did. So maybe that's a little bit of an issue at the State Department. Huh? Maybe that's what that whole muck muck needs to be changed. And that's one of the reasons that Donald Trump was elected president of the United States. To start digging through that muck and figuring it out. Because all of those people who were there for several regimes in the White House, Republican or Democrat at the State Department, that's, uh, yeah, that is the problem. That is the problem. And so hopefully, uh, you know, between Mr. Tillerson and uh, the President of the United States, uh, we'll be able to weed through that muck, no problem. Thanks for uh, coming along for the ride today. This is Jeff Fisher in for Buck Sexton. Buck is out uh, gallivanting the countryside. I don't even know. Is he all right? I mean, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to know. I don't want to know what he's doing. Now, this also today, uh, the United States, I want to read this. I want to read this word for word for you, and then I want you to, uh, we're going to go to school here for a little bit, okay? And I hated school. I, oh my gosh, did I hate school? Just ask anyone. I mean, I when I was there, I hated it, and when uh, because I wasn't there a lot, you know, you knew I hated it. The United States was downgraded <clears throat> from full democracy to flawed democracy in the 2016 Democracy Index, which cites declining trust in the government and as the cause of its new rating. The report is the Economist Intelligent Unit's ninth annual Democracy Index. In 2016, the number of full democracies dropped from 20 to 19. The United States puts it at 21 in the international rankings, below Japan and tied with Italy. President Trump, the report says, harnessed that low trust of the government to win the presidency. The report, however, doesn't blame the new rating entirely on Trump, noting the downward trend in trust is over the last several decades. And boy, it makes you want to get your hand on the full report, doesn't it? The U.S. has been teetering on the brink of becoming a flawed democracy for years, and the report says it cites the decline starting with the Vietnam War in the 1960s, the civil rights movement, the assassinations of Martin Luther King Jr. and Robert F. Kennedy with the and the Watergate scandal. It allegedly continued to decline over the last several decades. By tapping a deep strain of political disaffection with the functioning of democracy, Mr. Trump became a beneficiary of the low esteem in which U.S. voters hold their government, elected representatives, and political parties, but he was not responsible for a problem that is long gestation. In total, the Economist Intelligence Unit measured the decline in democracy in 72 countries, and an increase in 38 countries last year. Isn't that, isn't that interesting? Isn't that fascinating? I'd like you to just take that little story. Just remember that the U.S. no longer considered a full democracy. Okay, I'd like you to repeat after me now, okay? In fact, just say it to yourself. If you're driving, you don't have to repeat after me, but I want you to say it to yourself a number of times. And if you have children in the car, you know, say it with them, Okay. The United States of America is not a democracy. Say it. There you go. Say it again. Say, yes, yes, that's right. In the back seat. Say it again. The United States of America is not a democracy. There you go, everybody. Now the whole family. I know you're driving. You're gonna you're in the drive-thru. You've already ordered. Say it. The United States of America is not a democracy. 
And when you get home, sit around the table, eat your Chick-fil-A, and tell the kids that it's a democratic republic, okay? And then you can look it up and they can figure out exactly what that is because it ain't a democracy. You good? Now, I'm sure the full report is just riveting. I mean, I want to read the Economist Intelligent Unit's Ninth Annual Democracy Index word for word. I do. But when they start out downgrading the United States from a full democracy, when they know, and if they don't know, it's sad that, you ready? The United States of America is not a democracy. Got it? Okay. Thank you. Buck Sexton Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Thanks for coming along for the ride today. Jeff Fisher sitting in, and we have a whole bunch more for you. This is the Buck Sexton Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. Sexton, the Blaze Radio Network. This is where I go. Welcome to the Buck Sexton Show. Jeff Fisher sitting in for him. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. You can follow me on Twitter, at JeffyMRA. Uh, Instagram, at JeffyMRA. And Facebook, Jeff Fisher Radio. You know, as much as you find things about President Trump, that you just maybe don't agree with and you just don't understand it. And, you know, he's up tweeting saying, hey, you know, good job, Miami. Uh, Hey, Mexico, we don't need you anyway. Have a nice day. Uh, I was going to cancel you before you canceled me. I mean, that's him, right? I mean, that's who he is. I still then have to just sit back every so often and remind myself. Just remind myself. I need to actually put maybe maybe use it as a um, some kind of ringtone. Uh, for someone who calls me periodically so that every so often I get reminded, Obama is out of office. Barack Obama is no longer the president of the United States. It will be better. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. See? Does that make you feel better? So when you're getting a call from whoever and the phone just, Barack Obama is no longer president. It will be okay. That's your ringtone. I'll give you a ringtone. Hold on. I'll, I'll give you the silence. Ready? You're receiving an incoming call. Barack Obama is no longer president of the United States. Yes, you're still receiving the incoming call. Barack Obama is no longer the president of the United States. Things will be better. There's your ringtone. You're welcome. No problem. All yours. Okay? Because then you're reminded of, I don't know, all the regulations he took care of. 
I mean, we talked a little bit about it, uh, you know, during the week, the he's and she's from, you know, all the regulations to avoid gender norms. We talked about it's okay to have pigs on airplanes, and I'm really not opposed to uh, pigs on airplanes. Write your own jokes. And, uh, you know, I mean, if they help you get through your life, well, a pot-bellied pig doesn't hurt anything, right? It doesn't matter. We were not being able to define uh, the menu in less than 170 words, which, you know, is costing restaurants a, a fortune. And I, I'm not, you know, I, some of it is okay. The problem is, is that it's okay if the business wanted to do it. Not being forced to by the government. So if the business told me everything that was on their menu and their calories and what was in each little piece of food, great. Love it. And I go next door and they don't have it. And I say, you know, the people next door have all the information. And maybe they hear it from enough people. They go, well, maybe I should do that too. Oh, my. Is that What's that called? That's called something. What is that called? Oh, I know. Free market. Mandating businesses to allow miniature horses as guide to... As guide animals, I mean, seriously, if you're a blind person, if you're working at a store and a blind person comes in and they're, you know, being helped by a miniature horse, are you the person who says, hey, you can't come in here without a horse? Are you really? Are you going to be that person? I don't think so. I think the blind person is okay. I mean... I haven't seen a lot of blind people walking around with their miniature horses, but I'm okay with it if they do. You know, you see them with the you see the service dogs with the military veterans. You see the service dogs with the blind. You know, who cares if the blind? You know, hey, so you're out walking that miniature horse, huh? Must be blind. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's okay. Do we need the government telling us that? No, I, I don't think so. Uh, weighing kids in weighing weighing kids in daycare because they want because of Michelle Obama's school lunch rules because they want to make sure that your kid isn't overweight. I would not have done well as a child during the Barack Obama daycare weigh-in days. They would my parents would have been in prison. You know, we're gonna have to put you in jail. Your kid's way too fat. I, I mean, it's a, no question. I mean, the shopping in the husky section—that was me. I always hated that. I always hated that. It made me feel disillusioned about life. Maybe my parents were bad people. Bad, bad people because of it. It made me feel bad. Now, one of the things that happened when uh, our president, Barack Obama, before he left office, and remember, he's out of office now. Things will be better. He freed a bunch of people from prison. And the only reason that I kind of like this story is because it's really a strange story, and it's from my hometown. The guy gets freed from the Barack Obama plan of, hey, he was a gang member, and yeah, okay, so he was, uh, you know, he was convicted of selling over five grams of cocaine, distributing cocaine, all that kind of stuff, and he got 19 years. It does seem excessive. I'll give you that. No, no question. It does seem excessive, although I don't know how many more than five grams that was that he was selling, and he was involved in a big gang sweep in, uh, in Saginaw, Michigan, which uh, when I was there... When I grew up 150 years ago in Saginaw, Michigan, we were one of America's great cities, and we were one of America's all-American cities. That's what it was. It was the all-American logo on it. And at the same time, we were the murder capital of the country for our size. So you ain't taking that from me. 
All right. <laughs> yeah, it was a mean street to Saginaw, bro. Okay. Now, so the guy gets free. He goes back to a halfway house in Saginaw, Michigan, back home to Saginaw, Michigan. He's in there. Two men wearing masks and assault rifles enter the halfway house, gather everyone up in the house, search the house, find him, kill him. Amazing. I'm just, and they don't know who it, who it was. Oh, nope. We and if, if you're in the halfway house, did you see anything? No, <laughs> no. You see anything? Nope. Look like uh, I don't know. Short people with miniature horses came in here, and uh, I mean they just started shooting everything up. The horses went crazy, and that guy died. That's it. Yep, that's what happened. Sorry, I didn't see anything else. Have a nice day. I want to get out of here alive. Okay. So, yes, violence, more violence, thanks to letting people out of prison, thanks to our former president, Barack Hussein Obama. Jeff Fisher in for Buck Sexton. Boring mere moments. The Buck Sexton Show. On the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. How in the world are you? Jeff Fisher in for Buck Sexton today on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, Buck is, uh, I don't know, he's missing. I don't know where he is. I came, I looked, he was gone. And I said, oh my gosh, somebody's got somebody's to gotta do the show, right? I don't know. I mean, I don't want to spend the afternoon looking for him. So I sat down and thought I'd join you today on the Blaze Radio Network. And you can join in if you feel like it. There's the number there. You know, 888-900-3393. You don't have to. You do not have to. You can just kind of hang out and relax and enjoy the show today. You can follow me on Twitter, at JeffyMRA. And you can follow me on Instagram, at JeffyMRA as, as well. When I say to you, University of Missouri, Duke University, University of San Diego, Emory University, University of California, Berkeley, University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill, New York University, Tufts University, Harvard University, University of Southern California, and the list goes on and on. Do you think of, hey, those are institutes of higher learning. Man, I want my kids to go there. (laughs) Well, good if you do. But you probably don't. You probably don't. Those schools all have in common and play along with the University of Maryland. Now, what does the University of Maryland have in common with all those colleges? You know what? They made a list of 64 demands to the institution. And they did that 
days after the election. They felt so marginalized. It was just terrible. They couldn't survive. They couldn't survive. And they want to make demands on the university because they're in charge, okay? And when you hear when you hear people who want to be the Democratic National Chairperson, like Sally Boynton Brown from Idaho, she is the Democratic Party Executive Director from Idaho, and nothing says, I mean, racial tension like the state of Idaho. Oh man, when you Idaho. You think racial tension? You think Idaho. So she's vying for the national job. Now, I'm going to have to go through. We're gonna, she's at the Candidates Forum. I am going to find the audio and hopefully play it for you uh, tomorrow on my show, uh, 9 to noon on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, play some more audio of the other candidates who want to be the chairperson. Because Sally, I'm sorry, uh, Ms. Boynton-Brown from Idaho, uh, is speaking at the candidates forum. So she's out hawking for a job, right? She's telling them, hey, this is why I'm good for you. This is why I'm good for you. This is why I need the job. My job is to listen to the issues. Yes. Amen, my job Sally. is to listen and be a voice. And yes. my job is to shut other white people down when Wait, they want to interrupt. Wait. My job Wait. is to shut other white people down Wait. when they want to say, oh, no, I'm not prejudiced. What? I'm a Democrat. I'm accepting. My oh. job is to make sure that they get that they have privilege. Yes. And until we shut our mouths and we listen yes. to those people Amen, who Sally. don't and we lift listen. our people up so that we all have equity in this country. Pretty sure we do. I I look around. I could be, you know, I could be wrong. But I'm pretty sure we do, Sally. But there's going to be some more audio coming from that candidates forum that's going to be just as good as Sally. Because her job is to shut people up. (laughs) I can't be prejudiced. I'm a demo. Yes, you are. Shut up and listen, Whitey. That's what she's for. That's going to be her job. Boy, will that be fun when she's in charge. But the University of Maryland. This is what happens when you get people like Sally talking about my job is to shut people up. She does get to the point where we need to listen, but she that's after you shut up. Hey, I don't want to listen to you. You listen to me. You? <laughs> I mean, I've already said that I'm sorry and I'm white and you're and i'm i've lived a privileged life and you haven't so i'm just gonna shut up that's my job to shut up and get other people to shut up i got it but then you get to the university of maryland and they came up with 64 demands and i don't know if we're gonna get through all these 64 demands but some of them this is what what happens in colleges and when you read the list the other list of universities that I read earlier are pretty much the same. Uh, required diversity training 
uh, four SGA recognized and Greek organizations. So any any of those organizations required diversity training. The university employ more professors of color in all university departments. What if they aren't qualified for the job? Tough. Increased mental health support and resources for students of color. Yes, because they've have suffered more than anyone. University scholarships for students of marginalized communities. I'm pretty much we're doing that. Um, do you get to decide what the marginalized communities are? Oh, you know what communities those are. Those are the communities where there's no white people. Oh, yeah, that's right. A statement from President Lowe reassuring marginalized University of Maryland students that the university is committed to making the UMD a safe space for all marginalized groups in response to the election and urging these students to speak out when they feel that the university is not meeting this goal. And they're busy. Uh, they're like little busy little beavers at the University of Maryland right now, the first of the year. We've come back from the holidays, <laughs> and we're just trying to figure it out and find a way to make everybody okay. We don't want anybody's feelings to hurt. We want immediate response to hate speech or actions from the university, including consequences. Is anyone not react when there's perceived hate speech? Anyone? Oh, just sit there. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. I know. Man, he's he hates you. I mean, somebody I'm guessing would say, you know, you ought to. Sh- Shut up. Oh, oh, that's what that's what she said. Never mind. We can't do that. Immediate turnaround for the removal of hate speech printed or written on campus property, sidewalks and boards. A task force separate from UMPD officers to look into investigations. I bet you you get to pick that task force, too, don't you? Revamping the diversity and cultural competency general education requirement. Wait, what? Revamping the diversity and cultural competency general education requirement. What the hell does that mean? Students that meet this requirement should take a class that allows them not only to understand other cultures, but also by the end of the course, have an understanding of privilege, oppression, and marginalized groups. Yes. Representation of students of color on UMD Student Judiciary and Senate. Don't they vote for those? Pretty sure they do. So they could run and there'd be more and more people. Establishing a voluntary accreditation for activist groups. Make free legal advice available. Oh, yes, make free legal advice available for students participating in activism who face slander or other dishonest claims while exercising their rights to protect free speech. So if I'm in trouble with the police and I threw stuff at police officers, I want free. Free legal advice, please. Provide protection during campus events that might make students feel unsafe because of their political implications. Come on. I.e. Israel Fest or Mus- for Muslim and Arab students. What? Columbus Day and Independence Day for American Indian students. Yes. Oh, my gosh. We need protection to provide it because, man, students are unsafe. The Columbus Day? <laughs> Whoa. University of Maryland match the campus minimum wage to print. Oh, all right. You want to work at the school store for $18 an hour. Establish safe, secure, and permanent location for the Office of Civil Rights and Sexual Misconduct at the University of Maryland. 
I mean, is it in a pull-up trailer out back now? Pretty sure they probably have a, a place to, to do it. American Indian student community? Oh, boy. For the Latinx student community? For the LGBTQIA? Well, man, we're going to keep adding letters to this. We might as well just call it the alphabet soup. For the LGBTQIA student community? Mandated facility training in the fundamentals of campus inclusion of queer folks. Mandated mandated faculty training in the fundamentals of campus inclusion of queer folks. (laughs) This can't can't be real. It can't be. Students be allowed the choice of different gender roommates in the residence halls through random matching, multi-stall gender-inclusive bathrooms in every building with multi-stall bathrooms. That won't cost too much money to remodel all of those. Converting the lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender, the LGBT studies program, into a department in order to provide circular autonomy. But I thought it was the, this is the, Converting the lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender studies programs. I mean, it's this is for the LGBTQIA student community. I think we need to first change the sign on the door for the studies program to L, from LGBT to LGBTQIA. Before anything happens, we need to change the sign, period. For the Muslim student community, oh, yeah, we got to get to the Muslims. Protect the names and religious ethnic affiliations of students should they be demanded from the government for harmful use. Increase the number of safe designated prayer areas on on campus. One room in each major building designated for prayer. Is anyone stopping anyone from praying places? Anyone. I, I I would I would love to see, or at least hear. I, it's a big country, so there's probably one that says, "You know what? You can't put your rug down here and pray." But I'm guessing it's not very many times, and we're not even halfway through the list. Buck Sexton on the Blaze Radio Network. My job is to listen to the issues. My job is to listen and be a voice. And my uh-huh. job is to shut other white people down Wait, when what? they want to interrupt. My job is to shut other white people down. Yeah, that's my job, okay? To shut other white people down. Okay, so I was going through this list uh, by the University of Maryland. And, of course, you know, they've got... For the pro-Palestine student communities, for the undocumented student community, and we were at the Muslim student community, but I can't get past the LGBTQIA student community. What the hell is LGBTQIA? So, I went to the <laughs> I went to the internet, and it told me. 
lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, intersex, asexual resource center. Oh, I'm sorry. That's the resource center is just where I looked up what it stands for. So it's lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, intersex, asexual. And gladly, online, there's a resource center that these people can go to and find out just exactly what the... There's no upcoming events, by the way, at the LGBTQI events. Um, events portion of the website. Hours and location of staff. I wonder where this, where this is at. But I'm telling you what. Uh, there was a huge list of <laughs> what the uh, <clears throat> lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, intersex, asexual uh, list should be involved. And so just know that if you're heterosexual and you like the opposite sex of what you are, and by that, by what you are, I mean by what you were born as, male or female, you should shut My up. job is to listen to the issues. Yeah, you should shut up. My job is to listen and be a voice. And my job is to shut other white people down when they want to interrupt. Thank you. And I don't care. And, and actually, uh, I don't care what color you are. If you're part of the LGBTQIA crowd, you can talk. If you're not, <laughs> you better listen to uh, uh, Miss Idaho, who wants to be the chairperson of the Democratic National Convention, because it's going to be her job. My job is to listen to the issues. No, it's not. No, it's not. My job is to listen and be a voice. Oh, and my job is to shut other white people down. When That's her job, is to shut other white people down. Or, unless you're white and part of the lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, intersex, asexual crowd, then she doesn't have to shut you up. But if you're not part of the LGBTQIA group, <laughs> shut up. The Buck Sexton Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Spreading freedom across the nation. This is The Buck Sexton Show. It is The Buck Sexton Show with Jeff Fisher. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. You can follow me on Twitter at JeffyMRA. Instagram at JeffyMRA. And Facebook, Jeff Fisher Radio. Well, we learned uh, earlier in the week that uh, the abortion activists are against ultrasounds. And they have been for quite some time because ultrasounds, uh, yeah, they kind of prove that it's a person. Uh, they kind of prove that it's a person. And so we don't want that ultrasound because we want to be able to get rid of that thing in our bellies. Some people call it a baby. Some people call it a, I don't know, a Buick. Some people call it a... Mm, a piece of broccoli. But whatever it is, we want to get rid of it. Well, today and this weekend on the National Mall, people are gathering. Yes, 
the March for Life. And Mike Pence uh, just got done speaking, and I know he used his life is winning in America line uh, for the crowd. I was hoping to uh, find out if there were hundreds of millions of people who marched on Washington, D.C. And uh, my man Billy Hollowell uh, is at the uh, March for Life in Washington, D.C. And Billy uh, with uh, Faith Wire News now. And I see, first of all, hi, Billy Hollowell. How are you? (laughs) Hey, Jeffy, how are you? Oh, so good. And I see, as I look on your Twitter account, and, and I, uh, you know, I get your emails, your little update emails, hawking your stuff all the time, uh, that you're also, that you're now hawking a new book again? I Yeah, I am. I am. The book is called Fault Line. It comes out on uh, March 7th, which I, I'm super, I'm super excited about it because, and I won't go on and on. I was on Opelka's show last night. Oh, well, I, then I don't want to talk. I, 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 I bar- well, if you were on Mike's show, I barely want to talk to you, so... Listen, listen. Well, I look. I agree with you, but hey, you take any press you can get, right? So, no, I'm I'm super excited about the book. It's about media bias, Hollywood bias, university bias, and how it's you know reshaped our culture. So, uh, nice. go and pre-order it. Fascinating. <laughs> All right. So, the March for Life. What's going on? Hundreds of millions of people on DC right now marching on the let mall. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. I know the New York Times in the past has taken heat for saying hundreds of people. This was definitely thousands of people. It is. It's hard to tell how many, but I will tell you that. Getting through the streets was really difficult. Um, the streets were filled with people, and those are just the people lining up to march. When you went and saw the crowd that was actually at the rally, which happened before the march, it was extensive. It was huge. I, the thing that struck me the most is you had people in their 70s, in their 80s probably out there. You also had people who were kids, teenagers, millennials, um, a lot of young people. And so that I found, I found really intriguing. And just talking with people, I mean, you got people from all over the country who came in and I think a big reason for that is the women's march that happened and, and obviously the undercover videos we've seen. Uh, so, so, yeah, huge. I'd say it's a pretty, pretty bigly crowd, if you would ask Trump. <laughs> Were you able to uh, – have you heard any of the speakers uh, like uh, our Vice President Pence? Um, I've heard bits and pieces of it. I mean, it was crazy trying to get in. I actually got in a little late, so you would have had a good laugh. I was, I was outside of the event listening. Now I'm inside. Um, just talked with Eric Metaxas, who spoke, and uh, a variety of other people. But the crowd was going wild. I mean, after every speaker um, was up there, you would hear you would hear cheers, and it was just really an invigorated, like I said, young crowd. And I think that's good. Who really, it is good. And, and there are people who are able to tell you why they believe what they believe, and they're able to do it in a calm and peaceful manner. And so, and so that's impressive. I'm very glad to hear that. Now, have you seen? Did you have any run-ins with uh, some any other protesters? I have not seen one protester, which is crazy. I, I came really? all the way through. I have not. I know there have got to be some out there, but I actually haven't talked to anybody else who's seen any either, uh, which, I, which is intri- intriguing. I thought there would have been, especially after the Women's March, knowing this was so close to that, a lot of people out there, but really not a noticeable presence. They're being drowned out by the people in the streets yeah, that are here for the March for Life. Good. I'm very glad to hear that. So um, you are saying that it's been a successful march so far. Are you going to be around all weekend to uh, make sure that it's – Remains a success. <laughs> I will not be. I'm going to be. I'm going to stay through the evening tonight. There's some other events going on. There's a uh, event at the Supreme Court at three o'clock. I'm going to go check out. But look, I mean, this is this is an important issue. It's one, as you know, that has not been framed well in media um, or oh, in no question for a long about time. that. And and so we're seeing, I think, a tide turn on that. And we're also, you know, love Trump or hate him, uh, like Mike Pence or don't like him, they have come out pretty strong on these issues. And, I mean, you saw Trump tweeting about it this morning, about the march, and talking about it on ABC yeah. News. There's definitely a cultural move, I think, towards life, which, 
is an important thing. So I'm excited well, to see that. In the in the words of Vice President Mike Pence, uh, Billy, uh, life is winning in America. And hey, go to faithwire.com. Uh, check it out. We've got a lot of updated stories up there from earlier today and, and a lot of really interesting uh, tidbits about the march. And if I follow you on Twitter, will I be seeing pictures of the march and pictures of anybody that, uh, you know, protest, stuff like that? You will. You will. I'm, I'm updating them on my uh, my Twitter. My Billy Hollowell. You can go there. I've got some. I actually hopped on the stage and took some pictures of the crowd. So you can see some of those photos up there that I just posted a little while ago. They didn't kick you off because I want to well, see. No. I'd like I mean, to see I, pictures of that. <laughs> yeah, there is a picture of me behind the crate, so I'll make sure you get a copy of that. Uh, nice. I like that very much. Billy, thank you very much. Be safe. Appreciate you checking <laughs> thank you. in. Appreciate Thanks you checking in. Billy Hollowell, um, faithwirenews.com uh, editor. Uh, really good guy. And the look, you know that the March for Life is not going to be anything like the coverage for uh, the Women's March last weekend. Uh, while I had Michael Pelka out running around uh, trying to find Cher uh, last weekend. Um, I mean, other people got her. I mean, that's all I'm saying. Mike, thanks for nothing. But uh, he, uh, uh, you're not having Cher walk around today. Cher's home going, they want to kill all women's rights. Nope, nope, we just want a baby to live. That's all. Oh man, is that crazy or what? <laughs> oh, how dare you? How dare you tell me that I can't kill this baby in my body? It's my body. I Die! thank you. Thank you. Yes, in the words of the Dallas, Texas teacher, thank you. Die! Oh my God. She was there last weekend. You know she was. You know she was with him last weekend. Because no way. If she shows up today, because I don't think she's, I mean, she's probably still making cash from the school, right? So if she shows up today at the March for Life and. Die! No, that's not what we're here for. We're not here for that. We're not, we want the babies to live. Die! <laughs> Absolutely agonizing. Buck Sexton dispensing the truth on the Blaze Radio Network. The Buck Sexton Show. Good, 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 good. Just seeing where scientists have just made a breakthrough by creating the first human pig embryo that could revolutionize healthcare. Good. Man, oh man, is that good. I am so happy to hear that. Can't wait for that. And actually, they've been doing that for quite some time. I mean, they've been growing, you know, human ears and human stuff on those extras on pigs in the lab for quite some time. <laughs> A lot of people don't realize it. I mean, you know, a lot of people got pig valves in their hearts, and it's, you know, good. Good. Extend life. That's what we want. Extend life. So, before the holiday break, we were all uh, fascinated by the guy who stole the pot of gold in New York. 
Uh, we watched the video of him casing the truck and seeing the man inside the truck walk to the back and seeing the guy make the decision to, now I'm going to go. And he goes and he grabs the, the whole bucket of gold and carries it down the street. And then we see other cameras switch and we see him going streets and then he disappears. Bucket of gold man disappears. And we think some of us, some of us, okay, some of us like me, we're like, good. He got away with it. And they figured it was over a million dollars. It was over a million dollars in gold. And you could see how heavy it was when he was carrying it. He had to stop a couple times. He took a break. <gasps> and down the street he goes. So anyway, you know, he, his face was on the on the a couple of camera shots. So, of course, uh, the NYP detectives, uh, they, they knew who he was. Luis Toledo, among other aliases. He'd been arrested seven times and deported four times. Arrested, maybe you didn't hear me on that. He'd been arrested seven, seven times, count them, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and deported four times. One, two, three, four, go back to Ecuador, where you came from, have a nice day, you're a criminal. And back he comes. So they searched and searched and searched, and they were on the hunt for him, and, and we found out that they thought he was in Orlando, and then they thought he, uh, you know, from uh, from uh, Orlando, he went to Los Angeles. And then they weren't sure what happened to him, but they figured he went back to Ecuador. And he was arrested uh, by federal agents along with Homeland Security and the National Police of Ecuador. Uh, take that. Uh, yeah, they, he went back to uh, Ecuador and uh, got arrested. You don't figure he made it to Ecuador. With his gold, he's thinking, I'm good. I'm good. I am living large in Ecuador. They got a little problems. They got a little political issues, a little unrest in Ecuador. No problem. I'm good. I got my bucket of gold at the end of the rainbow. Eh, eh, wrong. They arrested him. He was arrested without incident. I wasn't clear if he would be extradited to New York to face the charges, but... He didn't have all the money with him. He spent some of it. He got a little bit of it back. He had a little bit of it back. Now, it's not unclear whether he's going to come back to New York. Ecuador is probably going to say, go ahead, take him back. But hopefully if he's okay and he can use a little bit of the gold money, maybe to you know, get himself a, an attorney and decide, uh, uh, you know what, I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to stay right here. You go ahead and try to decide whether you're what you're going to do with me. But uh, I am not going back to the United States of America. Another fascinating crime story was a man, Stephen Michael York, escaped from a North Carolina prison in 1975. Okay, Stephen Michael York escaped from North Carolina prison in 1975. He started living as Joel Dean Haynes. Lived a life. He registered, had a registered driver's license, got married, filed insurance claims, had numerous, a few brushes with the law, in fact. Uh, but it wasn't until he was in a car crash uh, that uh, they he gave the police his identification as Haynes, and it came back like, oh, there's a problem with it. And so he still had his, his real ID on him. Come on, dude. Are you not smarter than that? Just say, I don't know, officer. 
I mean, it's been 40 years. He probably figures, look, I don't want to be with the wife anymore anyway. I'm tired. I'm tired. I want three meals a day. I just want to be left alone and go to sleep. So go ahead and send me back to prison. I'm fine. Go ahead. Don't worry about it. Please, please send me back to prison. That'd be great. All right. Yeah, off he goes. I don't understand that at all. I mean, I think it's it's we're fascinated with people who change their identities and live on the run. And on the run for decades. I mean, 40 years. Wow, that's I mean, that's a long time to not get caught and to have brushes with the law and still be you know, still be okay, walk out of it without uh without actually being the guy that broke out of prison. Uh it's, it's fascinating. And uh yet Mm-mm. Not this time. Not this time at all. All right, so we did uh, have an opportunity to uh, talk to Billy Hollowell a little bit uh, earlier in this half hour at the uh, at the uh, March for Life in D.C., and I see where Ted Cruz is speaking, and we heard from Mike Pence. And, uh, you know, it's kind of exciting. I hope that there's not any, uh, and not any big issues uh, with uh, demonstrators because uh, they definitely could be, although I, I'm hoping that the uh, March for Life people – just kind of move on and do not engage. They have a they have the do not engage button on. Just keep walking. Keep walking. Don't engage. Don't do anything. If you look them in the eye, then you're in trouble. Don't look them in the eye. This is my tip for the March for Life people. When you start walking by uh, demonstrators, don't look them in the eye. Just keep telling yourself, don't look them in the eye, don't look them in the eye, and keep walking, don't look them in the eye, don't look them in the eye, keep walking. You can even say something once in a while, once in a while, just, hey, sh- shut up, I believe in life, but don't look them in the eye, do not engage, do not engage, don't look them in the eye, because as soon as you look them in the eye, hey, you can say, oh, it's over. You're going to have to stop and fight. As soon as, as soon as eye contact is locked, it's over. The fight has started. Then you're done. Then you're done. Then you end up hollering, uh, hollering. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if that happens in D.C., oh, my gosh, it's going to get ugly. Ugly. I mean, do not engage is my is my tip to you people in Washington, D.C. at the March for Life. Do not engage because as soon as you make eye contact, oh, man, it's going to be ugly. And we'll see it on the news. One thing will lead to another. It'll be ugly. It'll be ugly. All right, so a, a while ago I talked a little bit about I don't know if I have time here. We'll see if I've got time. I talked to you about uh, – uh, the Elton John YouTube uh, video challenge that they've got going on. I mean, there's a little bit of time left. And I think Monday is the final day for the entrance. And I talked about uh, how I thought uh, that they were kind of, uh, uh, let's say cheap. Uh, they were doing the Elton Elton John, Bernie Toppin, YouTube. Oh, yeah, if you win, we're going to give you $10,000. What? 10000 bucks? Bernie Toppin, probably worth at least $100 million. Okay, okay uh, low side, we'll say $50 million. Elton John, reportedly making, you know, $140 million a year. Now, I know Elton blows it like, you know, he just spends money like it's going out of style, which is why he has to sign the deals in Vegas and why he tours all the time, because he needs the money. Good for him. He can spend his money any way he wants. He can spend it on his boyfriend. He can buy his boyfriend $100,000 watches and go home and love him all he wants. I don't care. Good for him. Pet his little puppy dog and be Elton John all he wants. And he's looking like an old queen these days anyway. But that's beside the point. He's still Elton John, right? 
So, and, uh, you know, he and Bernie were talking about uh, what you have to do to uh, to win the prize. She packed my bag last night, flight. Zero out. In 2017, Bernie and I will be celebrating the 50th anniversary of our songwriting partnership. And some of our best-known songs were released before the rise of music video. So together with YouTube, we're giving new and undiscovered filmmakers from all over the world the chance to create the official music videos for Rocket Man, yeah. Tiny Dancer, and Benny and the Jets. Along with a panel of celebrated music and film industry judges, we'll select three directors and provide everything they need to bring their ideas to life. The winning directors would also be awarded a prize fund yeah. of $10,000 to support future endeavors. We're excited to see creative ideas that push boundaries, tell compelling stories, and give viewers something they've never seen before. Okay. On the surface, that sounds really, really cool. All right? I mean, it absolutely does. There's a couple of issues um, that I have with it, but I will say this, that uh, uh, when you listen to them, they go along and they talk They talk to Elton and Bernie about what... Um, you know, what inspired the songs and how they got to write the songs. And, and there's some fascinating clips in there. And I will say that uh, I believe, I believe I had them change. They, they ended up changing the website because I went to the website again because I thought, oh, it's getting close to the tail end. And they, uh, you know, the 30th was the end. I thought, I think they extended it too because I think it was in the 20s, January 20th days. I was thinking originally. Anyway, uh, when we get back, I'm, I'm going to tell you how they fixed the website and how, how I think it's kind of cool and fascinating, and how they're also, as much as they're saying they're, uh, you know, they're they wanting to be creative and uh, look at really really cool things, kind of hindering you, kind of hindering you, because they're only, you know, I will explain it to you. So this is the uh, Buck Sexton show on the Blaze Radio Network uh, with uh, Jeff Fisher full, filling in, and uh, don't forget that this is the home of the LBG. LGBTQIA crowd. You're all welcome. Anytime. The Buck Sexton Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Mike Opelka from Pure Opelka heard Saturday mornings here on the Blaze Radio Network with some good news, some convenience to your life. You can now get this show, my show, every show on the Blaze Radio Network on demand when you want it, where you want it. Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, those are the places to go and get them. It's free, it's easy, and what more do you want? The most convenient thing in the world from the Blaze Radio This is the Buck Sexton Show. That it is. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393. Jeff Fisher in for Buck Sexton today. Uh, Buck has been, uh, I don't know where he is. Uh, he was missing. We sent out an alert, and uh, they may have found him. I just haven't uh, haven't looked at my phone to see if I've got the text message that he's okay. Uh, I'm sure he is. You know, We hope and pray that Buck is okay. Uh, we were talking uh, about the Elton John and uh, Bernie Taupin and uh, YouTube uh, creating this uh, this video thing, and they have a Tiny Dancer, Rocket Man, and uh, whatever the other song was. Um, 
the heck was the other song? I can't. It was Tiny Dancer, Rocket Man, and oh no, I can't even think of the stupid song. But Benny and the Jets. All right. So, and they want you to create. Uh, they, they're gonna they're gonna put you in charge, and you're gonna. What's really cool is they're going to give you. They're going to give you everything you need to make the video. Okay, so it's not like. Hey, make us a video, and then we're going to give you $10,000. I got it. It just sounded like that to begin with. However, just let me say that it didn't say that. Okay. And as you scroll down and they tell you who the judges are going to be and what they need, and you look to fill out the stuff, and you have to have what they call a treatment. Uh, It's got to be entered by January 30th. Uh, so, you know, when you fill out to enter now, uh, they tell you how you, to create a video treatment. Your idea must be entered as a video treatment. We've assembled industry experts to give you tips on what makes a great music video and treatment guidelines. So one of the things that I find, you know, disturbing is like many of the Jets, they want it to be done uh, video style choreography. And then uh, Tiny Dancer. They want uh, Tiny Dancer is uh, regular, I think. And then uh, Rocket Man is animated. Well, I've got a great, I mean, in my head, I have this great idea for the Rocket Man video. I didn't put it in my treatment because they want it to be animated. I don't want it to be animated. I have a great idea for the video for Rocket Man, but I don't want it to be animated. And it wouldn't do justice being animated. So I don't, you know, I don't know if I should just send in my treatment. I should just make my treatment, not animated, and say, "Here you go. This is what I think," and let them try to think out of the box. But they did focus. My point is, they changed the website though, because they didn't specifically. They let Elton and Bernie tell you that you know, in the first time, that we'll give you everything you need, and then the winners will get an extra ten thousand dollars, a prize fund, a prize fund. Well, they also wrote it in on their uh, website saying, reminding everybody that they're going to give you everything you need to make the video, plus the prize fund. And, so, and, and still, that having been said, 10 grand. YouTube. Elton, what the heck is going on? I just, I look down, I've got ink everywhere on me. I'm in the middle of my... John, I've got ink dripping off. Thank you. I oh my gosh. I'm just looking. I've got one of my favorite pink shirts on. And I don't want ink all over it. I'm sounding like Elton John. And uh so so they give you the, the judges, Elton, Bernie, uh, Jeffrey Katzenberg, uh, Melina Matsukas, and Barry Jenkins. That's kind of cool. And then the YouTube mentors are uh, Pez, the animation mentor, uh, Kurt Hugo Schneider, live action mentor. And a Periscope, the choreography mentor. So Kurt's going to be a live action. That's the that's going to be Tiny Dancer, right? And the choreography is uh, Betty and the Jets. And animation is for Rocket Man. Guess what? I don't want them. I want to make my. I don't. You know. Thank you. I have my own. I'll enter. But they they make you when you enter. You have to. They give you the sheet. You got to tell them everything, and then you have to uh, read a brief for your chosen song. And uh, tell us how you created it with your name, and then tell us about yourself, and then they want you to choose a song, and 
then give us a brief description of your idea, and then enter your video, video treatment. And of course, they get everything. I mean, it's just fine, whatever. It's you know, they're they're giving you a shot, so they're going to keep it, and they're going to let you see. This is what Bill from Iowa said. Boy, wasn't he dumb. So be ready for that. This is what Mary said. Her idea for Tiny Dancer. Boy, that was dumb, huh? Good luck next time, Mary. I mean, that's, you can see it coming right now. It's going to be all the bad videos. So just be prepared for that, people who are entering by the 30th, which is Monday. However, uh, I still say, all right, I still say, YouTube. Elton John, Bernie Taupin, $10,000. Elton John pees $10,000 a day. You can't give an extra an extra few bucks? I mean, that's like throwing away a couple of dollars to you and me. That's a, that's a, that's a 7-Eleven French vanilla cappuccino to Elton John, 10 grand. Give me a break. Anyway, good luck. You've got until, uh, you've got until the 30th, uh, got until Monday to uh, enter. I may enter. I, I don't know that I have time to. Get, create my treatment. But uh, if I don't, then I'm sure someone will tell me to. And then uh, that's, uh, that's the end of it right there. Oh, yeah. That's the end of it right there. Okay. So those of you that are taking selfies all over the place, and hey, you know, look, I'm guilty as the rest of you with taking selfies. My, you know, you, hey, here we are. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's a toilet behind me. <laughs> so, I mean, we're all having, well, you know, I got it. But uh, one of the things that they're telling you to be aware of now is there's a new system that is able to, you know how everybody is taking a selfie and they hold up the peace sign? Hey, it's me. Peace. I love you. Here we are. We're in front of the Grand Canyon. Peace. Well, there's a new app that will take your fingerprints from the screen. Huh? You didn't think of that, did you? Well, criminals like me thought of it. And so they could hype your fingerprints from the from the selfies. And hello. Everything is all, I mean, it's all there for them. So good luck. Have fun. Keep saying peace to everybody. Peace on the selfies. Because when your money's all gone and all you got is that f- phone in your hand, what happened? I don't know. All I was doing was taking selfies, and then next thing you know, next thing you know, uh, somebody stole my stuff. I don't know what happened. What do you think happened? I don't know. So, anyway, be careful. It's just a, just a helpful hint from me. That's all. A helpful hint from me. Jeff Fisher, filling in for Buck Sexton on the Blaze Radio Network, and friend to all, especially lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, Intersex and asexual people. Buck Sexton. The Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to The Buck Sexton Show. other white people down my job is to shut other white people down when they want to interrupt yeah that's what her job is okay make people die all right 
Welcome to the Buck Sexton Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Chris, Chris Salcedo uh, is around here somewhere getting ready to go on the air. I don't know what he's doing. He's a busy man, Chris Salcedo. He's a busy man. He put, puts on shows all over America every day. That's too busy for me. I like I like to rest. I like to sleep. I'm a fan of sleeping. Chris apparently is not. Anyway, he's coming up immediately following this broadcast. And then uh, Pat and Stu. And then uh, you heard the promo from Michael Pelka coming up tonight, uh, 7 to 10 on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, never La La Land. That's a pretty good hashtag uh, for America. Never La La Land. Uh, so you can catch Mike tonight. And then uh, we'll be back again uh, tomorrow. Uh, my program uh, at 9 and Michael Pelka before then. Uh, Saturday mornings on the Blaze Radio Network. And Saturdays, I mean, we give you uh, Mike and myself and then uh, Lawrence Jones and then uh, Mike Slater, then Joe Pags. I mean, you're welcome. There's no place else uh, you need to be. Uh, on the weekend on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, otherwise, uh, you might. Die! And we don't want that to happen if you were somewhere else. I mean, whew, man, that just would be wrong. Okay, so the inauguration. Uh, protesters. Yes, the protesters will face. Die! No, they're not going to kill them. They won't kill them yet. It's possible that, you know, maybe some of them uh, could, but they won't. They're going to just face felony rioting charges. Good for them. Good. And then in Portland, we saw um, residents cheer as police literally flattened these protesters out. Now, so the protesters are in the middle of the road and they've got traffic stopped. People are standing around wondering what's going on. One guy jumps on the front of a bus. The bus is stopped. And the police finally come, and you hear the you hear the video going. Uh, they're on their way. Yeah, here they come, and they just flatten them, get them out of the way. People are like, "Hey, thanks for doing your job. Thanks for doing." No one, no one sa- said. No one stood on the sidewalk and yelled. No one yelled that, except for the protesters. All right, the police didn't even yell. When the police were coming up behind the buses, they didn't yell. They didn't do that. But people were happy. I'm telling you. If you want to get people on your side, don't block traffic. Whatever you do, don't block traffic. You can protest. You can put your signs up. I'm going to look at your signs. I'm not going to look you in the eye. I'm not going to engage you because I know that looking you in the eye, once we engage, Die! then I don't want that to happen. I don't want, I don't want the hollering and the yelling. I just don't. I just don't. I got other things to worry about. Okay, I'm going to keep walking. I will not engage. I do not want to hear. But my point is, is that if you're blocking traffic, if you're blocking my way of going somewhere, I may actually yell, because get out of the way. You're now impeding my progress to life. You're not winning any argument. If you're, uh, yay, yay, we want abortion, we want to kill babies, I might say, oh, you know what? Die! I, well, I wouldn't say that. That's what you're saying about the babies. But I wouldn't say that to you. But I would say, you know, maybe I, you might win me over. It's possible. And I doubt it, but you might. You know, I might say, oh, you know what? They're right. All babies should Die! if they want to. It's a woman's right. I got it. But if you're blocking traffic... And you're stopping me and other humans from going where we want to go because you want to talk about people. Die! And you want to yell, no. 
No, good luck. I'm telling you, I'm 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 struggling with not running you down. I personally will struggle with not running you down. There's going to be video. I know it's going to be. Oh, look at the fat man in the VW Bug just ran over three of them, three of them, and continued to roll down the expressway. Yeah, that's me. And then they'll find me, and I'll say, Yeah, you know, you know what? I was in fear for my life because people were on the highway hollering. And I had to get out of there, so I ran them down. And you can clearly see on the video. I tried. I tried to. I was going to stop, but the people were continuing to holler. You can't, you can't hear that on the video because there's no audio, but they were yelling that, and I was in fear for my life, especially in my Volkswagen bug on the interstate, so I had to run them down. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. So, I mean, I, I'm struggling with not running people down, blocking the highway. I got it. I, just, I mean, it doesn't do you any good whatsoever to block the expressway and win people over. It just doesn't. It just doesn't. I'm still trying to figure out. I'm not getting. I have I have ink everywhere in the studio. I don't know where it came from, except I don't know where does ink come from, Jeff. Oh, I know the pen animal. And uh, I don't know. It's just can't touch anything. Congratulations to the Navy, though. They have a cool little thing now that is going to be their kind of their weapony thing. Then you could you could quote that on me. It's going to be their weapony thing. Uh, it's the hagfish. Uh, hagfish, a blind eel bottom feeder. All right, but the defense is slime that they produce, and they all want a piece of the slime from the hagfish. So the Navy has created it. All right, and it's uh, it's uh, got two components: it's proteins and mucin and gel- gelatin lubricant slime. And they, now the Navy can shoot it at you. And so if you're standing in front of the Navy hollering. Hagfish slime, right in the face. That's what's going to happen. All right? Hagfish slime to the face. So I would say whatever you do, uh, when slime is shot into seawater, they hold together, uh, they dissolve into spring open, and you know it's, they expand in underwater so you can do it underwater. So if you're underwater, how long? <laughs> underwater, you've hagfish slime. You don't want any hagfish slime, man. You do not want any of this. So if you're a Texas teacher and you're saying my art is hagfish slime, that's it, hagfish slime. Anyway, thanks for being along for the ride. There's plenty more to get to today. My gosh, there's so much news. People are complaining that Donald Trump, our president of the United States, slow down, Mr. President. Uh, You know what? No. How about President Trump says keep up? I mean, that's what his whole thing was all along, right? Low energy. He was tired of people being low energy. Yeah, how about keep up? All right, keep up. Anyway, thanks for coming along for the ride today. Chris Salcedo uh, standing by to take over the helm on the Blaze Radio Network. Thanks, Buck Sexton, wherever you are. I hope we find you uh, before the end of the weekend so you can be back here on Monday on the Blaze Radio Network. If not, I mean, you know, I'll see you tomorrow for sure. And then maybe Monday unless we find Buck. Do we know if we found him yet or not? Have we heard? I mean, no one was hollering around Buck, were they? I mean, I'm concerned. Buck Sexton Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network.